0: No purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Coach Unplugged is brought to you by great people over at teachhoops.com. For coaches who want to get better. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. Here is your host, Steve Collins.
1: Hey everybody, happy Thursday, episode 470 of Coach Unplugged. Um, I hope you enjoyed the first part. I think you're going to love the second part here. We have Mark and got some great resources we're going to share with you. Um, But before we dive into that, I'd like to again, big, big shout out to teacheeps.com. You know, we ask our players to become better players. Are you becoming a better basketball coach? And, and again, what is the best way to find a mentor or somebody that has been through the same battles that you've been and I have been through those? So come over and check us out at teachhoops.com. Also, make sure you go over and check out the people up with Dr. Dish have been through a lot of battles, too. Um, there's a lot of shoe machines and a lot of options out there, but I don't think any are better. Um, so go over and check them out. Mention Coach Unplugged. they will give you $300 off your next purchase. All right, let's head off to the podcast. And what... what um. Uh, what's the hardest thing to teach?
0: Uh, the hardest thing to teach, like if we get a freshman group that comes in and they have no prior knowledge. The hardest thing to do is to teach them the footwork and spacing the floor. Um, so, so many players, if you're in the corner and I start to penetrate off the dribble, they want to rise up out of the corner. Right. Uh, so, getting them to be patient, hold spacing. A lot of times, I think at the youth level, their their coaches promote so much movement, where they feel like if they're stationary, they're doing something wrong. I know when I was a motion coach, I would always use the analogy like, "Hey, I can guard that trash can because he's not moving." Like, let's right. let's cut and move, but really, we we try to eliminate that. So, uh, we first teach them the footwork that we need, and that goes back into the count method. And, Zero second decision making, and then how to space the floor. Once we do that, installing the offense uh, is is way easier because they have that base knowledge. That's kind of the prere- prerequisite for us
1: is footwork and spacing the floor. But we're, and and do you? I mean, do you talk about the spots on the floor, or you not do that? We do, and
0: what we we've, uh, we've utilized there is a handful of drills that has players in our offensive spots, but we're teaching footwork. Okay. So naturally they just, they gravitate towards those spots. Again, when we're teaching skill development, it's, we're really teaching how to play in our offense. When we're working offense, we're applying those skills. So everything is kind of layered on top of
1: each other. Okay, that makes sense. Um, Can you, can you, can you um, point back to one coaching moment in your like career that would be, you know, advantageous for our audience to learn from the one thing that happened or practice game something, one moment?
0: Um, that's a great question. I can't, uh, think of one specific, but well, I'll tell you that
1: success, it can be a failure. It can be either.
0: Right. Um, (laughs) Really, I think when I got my current job, um, I was I had a, a different set of athletes. Uh, I was coming from a school where we had a lot of athletes. A lot of it was a basketball school. On our state championship team, four players went to play at the next level. Um, my current school has really good basketball players. At that time, they weren't quite as athletic, so I I, I found myself searching for a lot of stuff. Right. What should we do on offense? What should we do on defense? Can I, can I tweet? I kind of want to be in the passing lane, but I don't know if we're athletic enough to do that. And I remember um, we had some success very early there. My, my second year, we won a district title. Had a very good year. My third and fourth year, we were just, I don't know, we, we had an above 500 record. We were making the playoffs, but it wasn't all there, and we could kind of feel it. Like, why aren't we getting the best out of our guys? And I think once I just made the commitment that if I close my eyes and picture the way I want my team to look, that's my job description is to get them to play like that. No matter matter who walks in that door, we're going to have a style of play. And I'm going to determine what our strengths are. I'm not going to change based on personnel. We're going to be very flexible and versatile. But as far as style of play that's going to remain the
1: same so i yeah i i call it like the 10 or 15 minute rule if you walk into my practice in 10 or 15 minutes you know what we're about like if you don't then that's a problem like i could probably walk into your practice in november and 10 minutes go okay i know what this program does that's that's kind of the the bar i use for for young coaches it's like can can i can i tell um and
0: I, i find it's 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 really harder than you think to establish that program identity uh because what i've stopped doing is look for things um that we can very rarely do i see something and say like oh man that's not that doesn't fit for us but we're going to do it anyway right uh, a lot of 90 percent of the stuff is all great stuff it just doesn't fit what we do right there there's that 10 percent of things where i'll i'll see something i'll say man that fits perfect with what we do I'm going to steal that.
1: Yep, yeah. and then, and then, and that's what I tell I tell young coaches that all the time too. It's like you have to know everything. The kids don't. The kids need to know ten percent of what you've decided you're going to. Like you should know how to counter a one three one. The kids don't need to know that because they may never see it for three years. So as a coach, you your knowledge needs to be vast as far as how to count how to do things and help them. But but to teach them, I mean, I know I'm a math teacher. I know all sorts of mathematics, but I only need to teach them a specific aspect of it because that's my that that's what we're doing at that point and that's, that's the same in right. your program you're teaching this you know lots of things you could probably run the swing offense if you wanted to or know how to counter it um especially defensively um what's one fundamental drill if you could pick one drill like
0: if i could pick one drill to do at practice yeah we only had uh Honestly, one that I always go back to, and I feel we could probably do it every day, but I I don't because it would get a little stale, is three on four closeouts. So you have four players around the perimeter they are going to be in our offensive spots, and you have three defensive players in the paint. Coach throws it out to anybody, and we're playing from there. What we'll start by doing is uh, offense is not allowed to dribble. So, again, going into our footwork and and our mentality of when the ball's in the air, I'm shooting three. Great drill to teach that mindset of every catch is an opportunity for you to shoot a three. Uh, Defense has to really hustle. They have to be ball. They have to be in the passing lane. They have to be in help. They have to move as the ball moves. They have to communicate who's got the ball. Um, So we'll start there. That would be a drill where we're working on offense and defense. Uh, it promotes ball movement around the perimeter. Um, so that's where we would start. And then what I like is we allow our guys to dribble. So now we're looking for our three. If you take away my room, my next move is to drive. So I might get a paint touch. We're really big on everything's off two feet. So right. spend a lot of time using, utilizing a pro hop, even if it's just to get a little space to make a pass right um we try to uh, de-emphasize passes on the run so now what we're working on is collapsing the uh maybe some movement off the drive like you referenced earlier but then what we really like is that promotes paint touch kick out one more and that's how our offensive possessions look it's paint touch kick out one more
1: you do you spend time on so i love that i love that i do a variation of that i love that drill um, do you talk about different, do you, let's talk about scouting. So we you're playing team X. Do you talk about different types of closeouts with different kinds of kids? Um, I was talking to coach Boone yesterday. He was talking about, there's basically the kid can't shoot it. He can shoot it or he can only shoot it or he can shoot it and drive. So there's basically, and he named them after like NBA guys. Like,
0: right.
1: Um, uh, we, we did
0: like the Rondo Kobe Allen thing. Yeah. Uh, we use that for several years. Um, we're a pressure man-to-man team, and what I felt like, if we're gonna allow you to catch like a rondo that can't shoot, if we're gonna allow you to get your catch, and not only that, get your catch exactly where you want it, we're just not being disruptive. So, right. and we also switch everything defensively. So I think it's very difficult for a high school team to memorize what everybody does well right because I, I guarantee you some coaches can't do that uh, top to <laughs> bottom right uh, so because we're switching we tip it like 99% of the time we're gonna treat you the same we're gonna run you off the line not let you shoot threes and make you dribble into a decision or a tough shot
1: yeah that, that, that's kind of my theory I, I loved what he was talking about yesterday but it's like I just I, I think I think shooting is rhythm from a former shooter if you get me out of rhythm, that's the problem. You know, I might hit one in one in a one out of five, but I'm not going to hit you know three out of four. Um, so yeah, I like the disruptive, get them out of rhythm, shoot that 15 foot jumper that you're probably not practicing quite as right. much.
0: And it, it also goes back to your defensive philosophy. Like I know Coach Boone is big into the pack line. Yeah, where they, they're they're going to close out a hundred times a game. Right. Uh, with us being on the ball line and really denying the pass, our closeouts are are much shorter right so we don't really have to to focus on the closeout quite as much as we used
1: to yeah and that makes sense from the um what would you tell a young coach what would you tell yourself like if you could flip back
0: if i could go back um you know this is something that you struggle with because a common phrase around uh, basketball or just coaching in general is make the big time where you are. So when I got my first job, it hundred percent was not a big time job, but I, I treated it like it was. Right. Uh, we, we had player notebooks and we had scouting reports and yeah. we practiced a lot and, and we were, took a lot of pride in what we were doing. And I think there's a lot of value in that, no doubt. But also I think you can treat your program like a big time program but honestly i probably should have lowered my expectations in a lot of ways in the sense that it was a small school and i was sharing athletes right i was sharing facilities um so i really wish i would have taken the same approach program-wide and that hey we're going to make this feel like a big-time program we're going to make this special for the student athlete right but at the same time i would probably go back and schedule a little easier uh, take just take some pride out, you know. Like, you always think you're going to be a little better than you actually are, and uh, and then you know, if a player missed a practice because he was coming from football or you know what I mean, I, I just right. think there was a lot of things where I probably could have done myself favors by understanding the challenges that I had.
1: Yeah, I mean that's the problem is you got to like, yeah. When I took mine over, it was like it was no one, no one wanted it. So I you know, sometimes it's like, you gotta be, you gotta look at it realistically too. I needed to, I needed to change the entire program culture. So I needed some wins basically, Exactly. and you know? I, need, I needed to be like a, you know, Wisconsin football, you bring in somebody, you know, you're going to win and you just fill in the stands. And then, then you build on that and you're still teaching and doing all those things. Do you, um, do you have any superstitions?
0: Uh, I will say, um, if we win a big game and I've got these socks on, I'm probably going to wear them for the next game. I I know this year we, we went through a stretch where, uh, we won 19 of of our 20 games towards the end of the season. Wow. And, and, um, I wore the same socks. I'd wash them, but, uh, (laughs) I wore the same socks. Um, I, my coach that I worked for, he never got a haircut on game day. Uh, I think
1: he said that was a Roy Williams thing. So yeah. uh, Coach K's. I, a, Coach K's. I, I think Coach K's is awesome. I wish I'd. I could do it, but his is. He always takes a nap on game day.
0: I'm and, not
1: a napper. Uh, yeah, but he, the thing is, he says he takes a nap because I, I read this. He takes a nap because. um You're most most focused right after you wake up in the morning. Your first couple hours after you wake up are your best times. Hey, everybody. I hope you're enjoying the podcast as much as I can. Or I can. I am. Um, If you'd like to help us out over it, please go and subscribe and like. Leave a five-star review. If you want to leave a two-star review, you can turn your phone off. Also, if you would like to make a commitment to your coaching, if you would like to become a better coach and learn how to deal with that irate parent, learn how to deal with that kid that won't go get the 50 ball, learn how to deal with the teams that's throwing that combo defense at you. Um, Go over and check out teachups.com. It's a way for you to get back. Keep the lights on here at Coach Unplugged and also expand your horizons as a basketball coach. So go over and check it out. Let us know what you think. All right, let's get back to the podcast. And you're most productive tend to be for the entire day. So he'll try to get a nap in, and then he feels like he's more focused come game time.
0: Wow, I like that.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, he wasn't doing – I mean, he's older now, but that was 20 years ago, and I remember reading that. It it allowed me to take some naps when my kids were younger, So (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, so you've answered that. Um, Is there one thing – is there anything you'd change about the game of basketball? I
0: think shot clock would actually be good for high school basketball. Um, oh, you
1: got to listen to my podcast from earlier in the week—the pros and the cons of it. It was a good one.
0: Um, I have checked out the, the podcast, but I did not listen to that one. But I, what I it went think, up this
1: week, yeah, I went up last week.
0: Yeah. What I what I think is, uh, and we used to do it like when we were a motion team and we were beating a team that might be our equal or a little better. We we hold that ball and go to our delay game. Um, you know. Now we want to play fast and we want the game to be up and down. We want as many possessions as possible. So selfishly, I would like to see the shot clock. And I think it um I think what that would do is promote more player development and less I'm gonna teach you this set play or teach you this offense and that's what I want the focus to be, like run my offense. I, I think we would make better basketball players if we were teaching them how to play.
1: I don't disagree. I I just think, and you can listen to the podcast. It's really good because I'll come up with a point. It's like point, counterpoint. It was really good. Um, But anyway, the only issue is I, I, you know, I'm dealing with guys that have played in the NBA that, I mean, I've had like 60, I mean, I got guys that can create and do stuff. My worry is when you get to that school of 100 and you're barely getting a team set, how are, and that shot clock's winding down. I would be, I would be 100% on board if it was like a, 40 second shot clock. Um, you know, I just think at the high school level, there's such a variation at the high school level, um, (laughs) from this little, little school to these urban schools that, you know, there's just going to be some really bad basketball when that shot clock's winding down. Um, but I don't know, maybe that's just an old fart thinking that. No,
0: I I completely definitely not, definitely not promoting a 24 second shot clock,
1: but, I think even 30, 35 would be doable because it would take care of the issues that most people would think we're having. I just think 30 is, you know, I'm going to slow, if I'm playing you, I'm probably going to try to slow you up. Right. And take take seven, eight seconds off the clock before you even get down to to the offensive end. So now we're, you know, now we're at 20 seconds. If I can play D for 10, now we're in a little bit of panic mode because the clock's winding down.
0: Right. And I I just... That, that's a great point. It's like if you are, let's say, another teams in the bonus, and you're down late in the game, two minutes left. It's like, all right, so now we got to guard two minutes without fouling and right. get the ball right. back. And yeah,
1: yeah, um, long be, enough, long enough that it takes care of that issue, but not not so right. short that it's just changing the game. Because I don't think we need to become the NBA. <laughs> right. Um, we don't have NBA players. Do you play halves or quarters? We play quarters. Yeah, see, we play halves. And that took care of a lot of the issues. Yeah, because <laughs> um, you have two,
0: two less times where you can hold the ball and get the you last. You do, shot.
1: you do, and that's all, and then you, we they added 4 minutes. Wow. So, so, you know, you're not playing you're not playing you're playing 18-minute halves rather than six rather than 8-minute quarters.
0: I like that.
1: So, the, so that's why it's like I, I think we found the perfect mix for right now. I think the shot clock's going to come. I do. I just think that's a perfect – it does a couple things. First of all, it makes you play more kids. I feel like a college coach in the sense that I can't play seven kids. Like, Mm -hmm. my best player still needs to get a two-minute rest. They can't go 18 minutes and play hard. They need a blow at some point. If you watch a college game, the good ones come out. They get a blow at some point. Right. So it makes you play more kids, develop more kids, make them better. You know, it's – and you don't – yeah. I miss a little bit of the teaching at quarter – Um, you know, you could change things up and you could teach a little bit, but I think the plus side of that halves, um, is made up for it, I think, but yeah, so that's why we're not, we don't have a vote either. So like Wisconsin left, you know, you don't get a vote with an NFSH if you don't do exactly what they say. So there's like the seven or eight schools that have the shot clock don't have a vote. We don't have a vote because we go halves. Um, Like Minnesota. I don't know if they're halves, but I would love to see halves. The problem is, I think the college game might be going back to quarters.
0: Exactly. I was gonna say I would love, like in the summer, we play halves, just right. by things, and I love it. But-
1: it's a better flow of the game. I think part. Some of the people think that that shot clock will help the flow of the game. Mm, I think it will a little bit, but halves definitely deals with flow. It does. Sure. It, you know, just, there's not that break. It's just like, you can take a timeout, but there's just, you just feel it. Um, all right. I'm going to, we'll, we'll, talk about you and your site and all that stuff in a second. I, I do something called rapid fire where I'm going to ask you a question and then you're just going to give, and I've already asked you one of them. So I won't ask you, like I said, one thing you would change about the game. You did that, okay. Don't that one. Um, so you're, <laughs> I, I have not figured out how to properly ask this question, but what is your favorite type or brand of basketball? Not like fast, slow, but the actual physical basketball.
0: Um, Wilson.
1: Wilson, why? Uh,
0: I just like the feel of it. I think okay. they hold up and, and it feels good in your hand.
1: They do. Um, one word to describe your ideal player.
0: Uh, versatile.
1: Ooh, I like that. Uh, if you could go to one sporting event in the entire world, what would it be?
0: Um, I can't even answer that. Uh, LSU playing for a national championship.
1: Oh, that'd be good. That'd be good. I took my son to the final four. I hadn't been in like 15 years. That's pretty fun. Um, favorite pregame meal, um, a smoothie. Okay. Uh, one thing you do to relax.
0: Um go in my office and turn off the lights. So
1: you meditate?
0: Uh yeah, just get away. Uh a lot of times on game days everything's so hectic, just I don't get a chance to be by myself a lot. Either that or get a workout in by myself.
1: Okay. Yeah, this time of year it's like this time of year my best stuff comes when I walk my dogs. You know, my wife. I'll leave the house. The kids are here. Why I just go walk, and it's just like it's. It's almost like you got to reset. I love that. Um, and sometimes it's exercising when I get around to it. Uh, best player of all time: Michael Jordan. Uh, your favorite drill? You already answered. Uh, best player you have seen in person: Michael Jordan. Like, really? Where? Yeah
0: uh unfortunately it was when he played for the wizards Uh, (laughs) but that that still counts right it
1: counts it counts it was near the end um i got to see him too we played my 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 brother went to dartmouth and they beat him by like 97 points or something it was crazy um uh one thing that helped you become a better coach
0: um challenging myself and, and my assistants challenging me
1: okay Best game you have seen in person?
0: uh, LSU beating UConn um, in 2002, I believe, in the P
1: Okay, when when UConn
0: was uh, number one in the nation.
1: Your favorite quote?
0: Um, gosh, um. I usually have tons of quotes. I know quotes. you had
1: one. What was your favorite quote on here? Your, uh, your, your positive energy and vision must be uh, greater than anyone and everyone's negativity.
0: Yeah. Your vision must be greater your, your, your positivity must be greater than anybody else's doubt. That came from the energy bus. Oh, I love that. Anything by
1: John Gordon, people
0: yeah. should buy. Yes. I, I feel like as the leader of a program, you're going to have so many things go against you. Um, the players can feel it when it affects you. So I think one thing that I've grown a lot is, um, so like there's times where we'll go to the weight room and it's double booked, like the football teams in there, the soccer teams in there, something happened throughout the day where, and it's just like, I used to get upset about that. And now it's just like, Hey guys, it's all good. Let's go, let's go get better some other way and uh we that's,
1: have- a- that's age too i think I, that's the same with me that would have just i would have I, I i chuckle about it now like ooh, ultimate frisbee's coming in i go Whoa. <laughs> so usually the, i'll be laughing and then one of my assistants will be go over and take care of it and that's like all right we're just gonna move on what, what are we gonna do you know right yeah. I, part it's- of it is i think as you get older the little things you don't have time for the little things to bother you mm-hmm. um there's so many bigger things. I think that's a great, that's a great quote. Um, one word to describe your coaching style.
0: Um, aggressive.
1: Uh, best coach of all time.
0: Um, hard to argue with John Wood.
1: It is. Uh, one book you'd recommend.
0: Uh, I just read Calling Up by J.P. Nervin. I- I would recommend that if, you, if you're if you coming off of a difficult season.
1: What's the name like, of it? Calling up? Calling up. Okay.
0: And um, if you're coming off a difficult season, it is. It, we actually had a great season. So I recommend it to anybody. But, um, man, it, it is like a guide to, to not only help your team, but just help yourself get through that. I think that would be a great read.
1: Okay. Um, so the next thing I ask is leave it, change it, or replace it. Okay. okay, so you can leave it, you can change it, you can replace it. The jump ball. Leave it. Okay, that that's one of mine that I think we should just get rid of it and the home team should get the ball. Because the officials are horrible at throwing it. They don't practice it. It's not like the NBA where they're throwing it. Um, leave it, uh, shot clock. Change it. Okay, change it to what? Uh,
0: they're just to get a shot clock.
1: To get a shot clock, okay. Okay. Um, High school, uh, uh, summer basketball. Leave it. Okay. You like the way it's set up right now?
0: It, we, what I don't like is that it, every state has their own rules. What I like that Louisiana allows us to do is we get to coach and, and practice our team in the summer.
1: Oh, um, you do unrestricted,
0: unrestricted. Uh, one, in fact, our summer rules start a week from Monday. So starting then we can practice and play as much as we want.
1: Are you out of school?
0: <laughs> high
1: school, yes. So, is high school's done in a week?
0: Um, well, we're not done in a week, but that's when our summer rules start. So, it starts. Our last day of school is May twenty fifth, but our summer rules start May thirteenth, so we can start. Primary. Wow!
1: I love that. I wish I wish Wisconsin would um, uniform it. Ours is the last day of school. We don't get out till June eleventh. June wow. 20th. Yeah, but we don't start till September. Um, so, but yeah, so, but, but some schools will get out earlier and then they get it more. It's like, why don't we just have one uniform? I love that there's a uniform date. So tell me about your site.
0: Um, so really, uh, was a way for me to share the game. And, uh, I became fanatical when I was a young coach. Again, 21 years old with having to figure all this out. Right. I just, I got as many clinic notes as I possibly could, just from the internet or, or actually going to clinics and piping them up or writing them. Uh, so I, for 15 years, I've had just a collection of these notes and um, people would ask me for some, or I'd see somebody inquire about something. I'd say, oh, I've got something on that. So the website's a great way for me to just share all that, but also selfishly is a way for me to organize it all and write right. it all on... In a cloud somewhere, where if my computer crashed or something happened, I would still be able to retain all that stuff.
1: Okay, yeah, so and then you're on you're on Twitter too, right?
0: I am. Um, I, I'm up and down on on uh, social media. I'll take some breaks, but uh, but at Coach Cassio or at Mark Cassio would be my personal handle. Um, and what I do a lot of times, anything I post on my website, I usually tweet out.
1: Okay, uh, and it's and it's C A S. C I O for people that are listening. Correct. Um, so when they're when they're typing it, I'll put it down in the show notes. So if anybody wants to get a hold of you, they can definitely do it. Perfect. Um any parting words, Coach?
0: Um, thanks so much for having me on. I, yeah. I really appreciate it. Uh I really love talking uh basketball and especially style of play. Uh I just I'm so I believe in, in so much of what we do and um if any, any coaches are interested in learning more about what we do, I'd love to talk with
1: you. Okay, awesome. Thanks, Coach. We'll talk soon.
0: All right, thanks so much. All right,
1: yep, yeah. bye-bye. Bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. If you did, go over and leave a five-star review. If you didn't turn your turn your iphone or whatever you're listening to the podcast off. Um, but no go over and check out teachhoops.com too if you if you want to get back a little bit if you want to join our community if you want to become a better coach if you want to find the nuances of this great game if you want to delve into this brain <laughs> of 30 plus years of coaching uh, go over and check it out and uh, we'll help you through this great journey. have a great day. sports social podcast network